As there's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos, it will be. Oh man, it's right. eight o'clock. And so that'll make it a. I don't need the spotlight. I shine just fine. Hi, I'm Karma, and yes, I am a bitch. Brav Bros. Good evening, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Brav Bros, your favorite podcast from the bros for everybody, for whoever wants to listen. I am your co-host, Steel Russell, joined as always by the one and only Sleepy Magoots. What's up, dude? I'm not even sleepy. I've been sleeping a lot. I, it just doesn't matter. Nothing matters anymore. Everything Who is cares? meaningless, <laughs> and cares? life is over. Is that what you're saying? Yes. You want to go, go over why? Yeah, the Eagles are frauds. They're the, fir- the worst fucking team in the league. They don't deserve anything. And I shouldn't have gone on a trip to go see them. Because it's terrible. Would I still be feeling this bad if they won? No. Probably not, right? No. Like, I feel fine. Because at least I would have like some meaning in my life. I'd be like, yeah, you know what? Did I go on a bender for three days in Dallas? Yes, I did. But did they win? Yes. And I'd feel good about that. I don't. You just feel... You're just hungover, defeated, and sad? Yeah, all three. Well, here's the thing. And this might cheer you up, it might not. Because, like, we've talked about it before. We've opened ourselves up to this because we preach about our fandom on here. So when we lose, we have a lot of listeners that like to throw daggers, like to try to take digs here and there, say mean shit, say, go 49ers, or go boys, we them boys, ha ha. Your words mean nothing. You can't hurt us. Yeah, we already hurt ourselves. We are Phillies fans. <laughs> yeah. We are Philly fans. Eagles, Birds, Phillies, Sixers, Flyers. We are used to heartbreak. That's what happens. We get our hopes up, and then we get crushed. And then we get our hopes that... up, and we get crushed. So if you think that your DM with we them boys and a star emoji is going to hit us anywhere, you are incorrect. <laughs> we are talking about it, though. We are talking about yeah. it, but more so just to say, like, we are already defeated. You it's can't just hurt like, us anymore. I just wish that I wouldn't put myself in the position to be there in person. It's one thing if, like, yeah, I just went out Sunday night and watched the game, and it was terrible, and I just went home early, and then I went to sleep in my own bed. No. I, I had a whole trip planned around this. Had a great time. Was talking shit. But I was being nice. Like, I'm not the typical. Everybody loves to talk about the typical Phillies fans, like, coming into a different stadium. You guys going to fight us? Like, no. I'm going to make friends with you guys and laugh about how terrible my team is because they disappoint me. And that's pretty much what happened. But, yeah, as long as if I just wasn't there in person, it would be so much better. <laughs> Same thing with the Phillies. Like, you go to the Phillies game. Like, oh, they fucking lost again. Sick. Like, great. You think I'm ever going to go to an Eagles Super Bowl? No. No. No chance. Absolutely not. Like, well, this just, is why I see... This is why I don't go to games. I am much more at home in a bar, at home on the couch. I don't need to be there, whether it's home or away. Yeah. Because this is a possible outcome. I don't want to look like this. Bad, bad you, outcome. You look terrible. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I told you before, whatever I look like, I feel 10 times worse. No, you look okay, all things considered. I just took a shower. Oh, good. Wash my hair. I gotta stain my new couch with your shit. No, no, no. But I I will be in sweatpants for the foreseeable future. That's totally fine. Other than that, did you have a nice trip? Oh, we had a great trip. That's good. Boys were vibing. Um, We kept saying that we were bricked up, and we had to explain to people what bricked up meant. Oh, which that's is fun. fun. Which is fun. Yeah. yeah. You want to explain time. to our audience? What no, absolutely up? not. They'll, they'll figure it out. Just, you know, maybe Google don't, it. don't Google it. No, Google it. Private Google it, maybe. Definitely Google it. Um, yeah, I mean, there was it was three guys in a hotel room, too, which is, like, always great. 
So if anybody walks in, they're like, what, what the fuck's going on here? Like, you guys really packed it in here. Can't imagine the, the shape of that hotel room when we left. I feel bad for whoever has to go there now. Oh, you're one of those people? We tried to clean up, but like, no, I just meant like the smell. Oh, God. <laughs> Why didn't you just get your own hotel rooms like adults? We did. We were going to, but then uh, our one friend really wanted to go to this one hotel because there's a picture of Dennis Rodman above the urinal. Stop it. And Dennis Rodman is like, I'll show you the picture later. Stop it. He picked a hotel just for he's gone. Picture. He's gone to this this game like four or five years this in a row. This is Levin, correct? This is Levin, okay, yes. Yeah. Levin has gone to this game like four or five years in a row, and he goes to the same hotel because of that picture. It is a really nice hotel, and the bar downstairs is great. It's in a good location, so it works out really well. But yeah, we didn't think about it. We were just excited. I also didn't know that our third friend was coming, Pete. It was a complete surprise. So oh, when nice. I walked in on Friday, he was there. The vibes were super high, even though 75% of my fucking flight from Philadelphia was Cowboys fans. There's, I'm telling you, there's it's a whole fucking, it's putrid here. I don't and get it. The best part is like I met a lot of Dallas fans down there that I actually like as people because they hate the people that live around Philly and they're fans of Dallas. Yeah, they despise. Oh, they those don't people. like the, the they Philly can't, Dallas fans. They hate those people. They say that they're the most obnoxious people ever. All the Dallas fans. They're actually the worst fan that I met the entire weekend was a Niners fan. Oh, like, what are you sense. doing here? Fuck off, dude. Yeah, go away. Go away. Nobody cares about what you're thinking. But the Dallas fans that we met there, all super nice. Yeah. They were all, like, welcoming to their area. They're like, uh, you know, I hope it's going to be a really good game. It's going to be fun. You guys really came down here at a good time. You know, the weather's okay. We're going to have fun. Like, you want a jello shot? Like, really nice people. That tends to be the case in that area. Yeah. And then you meet the people that come from where you live that are Dallas fans, and they're the worst people in the world. So those people can go straight to hell. But we thought that prior, so it's funnier that we know they don't even have a home. We're like 10 minutes into this episode. We haven't said <laughs> one thing about Bravo. I feel like you needed this, though. I do. Yeah, it is kind of cathartic. I'm trying, um, to, I'm trying to make sure that you're okay. What I, really need, too. what I really need is like a sauna, sweat out the toxins. I'm division. We have a sauna. You have a sauna? Yeah. You don't want me in that sauna right now. I, I guarantee you, you won't be grosser than some of the dudes that sit in there. Okay. All right, cool. Yeah, come on in. Right, cool. I'll take care of you, big I'll guy. I'll be there tomorrow morning sweating it out. <laughs> but yeah, no, let's... Wait, you're right, you're I'm right. I'm going to walk in. I'm just going to smell like vodka. I'm like, what the fuck? Who's drinking? You're like, walk out of there just dripping. <laughs> I feel a lot better now. <laughs> Check me out. Check me out. Vodka and barbecue sauce, probably. Oh, but yeah. Um, no, that was cathartic. Let's let, let's get on Let's get on to Bravo. All right, like cool. Yeah. You're, you're welcome. And that was only six minutes, so... Felt like ten. Everything feels long now, though. Everything is long. Yeah, and it's daylight savings still, so it's dark. Dude, I'm actually thankful for daylight savings now because now I can go to bed at. 8. I don't care. I, I don't can go to bed at eight o'clock we're, tonight. We're not on the same page anymore. Uh, let's do our power <laughs> rankings. <laughs> Why don't you go first so we can get it out of the way so you can chill? Yeah, let's rank them up. Um, Southern Charm continues to impress. Yep. Just there's nothing better on TV right now. I'm I, on TV. I actually it's, agree. it's even better than football. I mean, football is a terrible sport. Who cares about it anymore? <laughs> um, but I might even just start watching the NBA. I might just give up. Oh, it's over. <laughs> it's over. Yeah. I'm just you know what I heard NBA. today? This is the last thing because I texted the group chat about it. It was so fucking funny. I was on my way to the gym, and 941 was on, and this guy calls in, and he was dead serious, and he's from Delco probably. And he's like, look, he started comparing the Eagles to Rocky in Rocky 3. He's like, look, if you look at the Rocky movies, we lost to Clubber Lang. Rocky lost to Clubber Lang. He went, he made the adjustments, he came back, and he beat Clubber. So if Rocky can do it, we can do it. 
Yeah, the problem with that is the next fight probably didn't take place for another year because that's how <laughs> boxing matches work. So maybe other, we have to wait till next year. The other problem. Who's Clubber Lang? Is it the Cowboys or the Niners? Because we just got the shit kicked out of us by both of them. I think the biggest issue that you're ignoring is Rocky's a fictitious character. He was written to win. That's true. So this man was dead serious trying to compare the Eagles making an adjustment to Rocky Balboa. That's a pretty Philly thing, though. It was so good. Yeah. I, it actually made me happier. And I texted the group, and I was like, if Rocky can do it, we can do it, guys. It made me happy that I was, I'd listened to it today. I, like, I was not touching anything yesterday. I, I didn't turn Sports Center on, like, nothing. So, yeah. Uh, anyway, back to Bravo. Yeah, Power Ranking. <laughs> Southern Charm. I've got it number one. Uh it just gets so murky after that. I don't know. I'm still. I've still got Salt Lake at two. Um, it's it's that three, four, five spot that I have a really hard time with. I think right now where I am because we do this every week. I'm putting Miami because even though I hate Larsa as a person and she's the epitome of like a Cowboys fan reincarnated. Nice. She. It makes for good TV. Like, I hate her so much, but I like watching I it. I hate her so much. I want people I to like, yell at her. I know, same. So, yeah, I'm, I, Miami, it's picking up, and I think that, that deserves a three spot. Uh, Potomac's getting there. They're not five anymore. It was much better this week. Yeah, so I'm putting Potomac at four and Beverly Hills at five wow. because I am tired of Beverly Hills already. Damn, really? Yeah, Eric is great, which I never thought that I'd find myself saying, but I am getting really tired of the Kyle stuff. The Kyle stuff I get. I'm going to go, and then we'll discuss. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Uh, Southern Charm One. Uh, I have a newcomer because you, and it's totally fine. You've had a long weekend. <laughs> yeah. Um, we have a new show entering the mix. Southern Hospitality premiered again. I'm putting Southern Hospitality at two. I really yeah. enjoyed episode one. If you guys haven't watched it yet and are not getting on board the Soho train, it's a great show. It's got a lot of, especially this episode, played a lot like early Vanderpump with some of the Jackson Stassi shit. And I'll spoil something for you. Trevor cheated again. Oh, shocker. Shocker. Trevor from Philly. Trevor from the main line cheated again. Who would have thunk? Classic Trevor. Tra- yeah, seriously. There's 50 Trevors in the main line, and all of them have cheated on their girlfriend. Yep. Anyway. Shout out Trevors everywhere. Yeah. There you go. Well, I don't want to bash all. Just mainline Trevors. I don't want to. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. After Soho, I'm going. Salt Lake, probably. Then I'm going Beverly Hills, Miami, Potomac. But Potomac is five very close to four because it had a much better week. Six close to five. Yeah, sorry. Six you close already to forgot five. you put yeah, it in there. But six close to five because it was a much better episode this week right. compared to last week. And you know why? Because they had some fun. There yeah, was that's, some, like, that's the all group. it was about, though. Like, there was no, it, uh, it's going to be in a battle with Beverly Hills the entire season, I think. Yeah. Because it's it's sort of, it's it's a close storyline. We want Robin to talk about Juan. We want Kyle to talk about her marriage. Yeah. We're not getting either of those things. But Potomac looks like it's on the edge of Robin might have an absolute meltdown and actually tell us what's going on. She's getting so close. Like the fact that she cries in the car at the end, because when she blows up in the room, mm-hmm. I'm like, she's not going to get into it. She's still deflecting, still deflecting. When she cries in the car and Mm. the episode ends, that's when I was like, oh, she might finally be turning and like might be about to say something. Right. She's not going to. I'm getting my hopes up. She's not going to. No. But there's inklings. This is why we do this. We do this every week because as you told me last week, we can't look at potential. We have to look at how it is. Correct. So I, I saw that they had a little bit of fun this week and we got a little bit out of Robin, at least some sort of emotion. And that was enough for me to put it a little bit ahead of Beverly Hills. But again, they're they're basically tied. Yeah, I agree. But 
without further ado, let's just jump in. I, the one thing I'll say about Beverly Hills and the Kyle thing, I agree with you. I'm going to get tired of it, but I think that because of how we know the season's going to go, mm. you're going to have to shift your mindset into being more analytical about the Kyle stuff, not being angry about the Kyle stuff. Because I think it'll it'll go more. through waves. I like I, I will switch to an analytical standpoint, and then I'll go back to being angry about it again because I'll be thinking about it too much. Yeah, that's fair. And it'll be taking up too much of my brain. Fair enough. Fair enough. Although I do have a new free slot in my brain. Because there's no more birds. I don't give a shit about the Eagles anymore. That's just a lie. Wait till Thursday. You'll be back on that Thursday. Trip. No, Thursday. I'm still gonna be hungover. Well, this uh, is gonna a be a Mon- long week. It's a Monday night game, so Sunday you'll be back to form. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> I don't know about that. Let's let's jump into Southern Charm. But the- look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and six one since that matters and. What do I even say other than, hey? (sighs) Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. First scene that I want to talk about, we get, you know, they're still on vacation in Jamaica, and we get Madison with Taylor, and as we know, early in the season... Madison kind of jumped on Taylor because she wasn't getting nearly as much backlash as Madison would have gotten in the past for the nudes that she sent to Whitney and some of her behavior amongst the group. Now, in the past, Madison got scorched for doing similar things. Mm -hmm. And now we see Taylor has JT coming to her defense, people trying to stand up, even Shep's trying to stand up for her. And I think that that boiled over. But we get a scene here with Madison and Taylor where they're just talking and they're by the pool Madison says something that I think we're all on the same page, or at least were to start the season. I'm starting to shift my opinion of her overall. But Madison says, I don't think you're a bad person. I just think you're doing a lot of shitty things. Then she's like, yeah, you know, I I don't think I'm doing everything the right way right now. And then my friend sent me this, and it's an article from page six, and the timing couldn't be worse. They're all together on this trip. Olivia's there. Page six drops an article that says that Austin and Taylor have hooked up. Now, first and foremost, because you've been back and forth, do you think they had sex? No. You still don't? No, I still don't. Why? Because I don't. You want me to expand? Oh, yeah, this is a podcast. This is a podcast in which you need to expand (laughs) on your opinions. No, I I actually, I don't. I I think that what we're seeing is, we kind of touch on it a little bit later, and it's really funny to see that Madison and Craig are the... The voices of reason at this point. Like if you had said that to me like four or five years ago, I would have been dumbfounded. Yeah. But the two of them coming together, Madison's spilling some good knowledge. She starts talking about how Taylor is just kind of like latching onto JT because that's her only friend here. Yeah. We've been saying that, but it's weird that somebody in the moment can say that because usually these people don't realize what's going on around them. Mm. Madison's being very analytical and not being biased in any way. She's just, she apologized for the way that she felt. And now she's being able to sit back and say, okay, this is what's going on here. I don't think that she's a terrible person, but I think that she's having a really hard time, which is what we've been saying. But I think that when it comes down to it, everybody already has this pre-conceived notion that they hooked up and they did they did way more than they're saying. Mm-hmm. And because of who Austin is as a person, and because we know what kind of train wreck Taylor has been recently that's kind of where everybody lands. They're not accepting any other answers. And I think that we're not getting anything more. There's no new knowledge popping out. There's no like 
people wanted to point to the the comment that Austin made at Whitney's house a couple of weeks ago, where he said, "Yeah, it was a couple of weeks after New York." They thought they caught them in a lie. I they didn't. That was, I thought that was he was. Benign. They were just being a little vague early on, and now he was being specific, and it still lined up in my eyes because we were looking at it like that. I don't think that they're they're not getting caught up in lies, and Austin's an idiot. He always gets caught up in lies. Yeah, and he has it this far. And, you know, I kind of would have expected Taylor to have blown up and tried to say the truth if the truth happened, that we did more than just make out. She would have blown up and said that to Shep or to Leva or to Olivia to try to, like, get her back on board. She would have shared the truth. She's not. She's just crying because they're, like, stuck in this rut at this point and nobody's accepting their truth. So I think that there's nothing more to the story. People just want more and it sucks. Because now, I mean, look, it doesn't suck because they did betray their friends mm. and that's terrible. So they do deserve to feel terrible. However, it just because it doesn't line up with what you think happened doesn't mean that it's any worse than it is. I agree. No, you don't. With your reasoning. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with your reasoning. I, and then there is a part of me that when I watch these scenes, I think the same thing. I'm like, you know, if you keep trying to push this narrative that something more happened, but it didn't, they're, they're going to continue to look worse and worse because they're going to keep getting more and more uncomfortable because mm-hmm. they won't believe them. But it's impossible for me to listen to everything that you just said and not say, well, that's all a lot of evidence as to why I don't believe that all they did was kiss because Austin is who Austin is. And they have gotten caught up in lies. And that's why I'm thinking because... Austin had told Taylor, take it to the grave that we kissed. We did not kiss. Don't tell anybody we kissed. That comes out. Taylor's like, what the fuck? She got blindsided by that. She didn't think that he was going to like tell Olivia that. So if they lied again and they've already been caught in a lie, that will ruin any friendship they have with these people forever. Well, yeah, definitely. That, that is, yeah. They cannot come back from that. So if they did more, they're now at the point where they have to take it to the grave if they want any chance at any kind of friendship. And when you have that kind of pressure, I do believe that both of them are capable of holding that one in. But if it never comes out, that's a win for me. Because you can't tell me otherwise. There's no facts. I, I'm not, look. I'm no, no, not, I'm not saying you specifically. I'm saying, I'm, I'm, I'm talking to the people that disagree with me. You know who you are. Right. You know who you are. If nothing you ever comes sayers. out, you can't tell me that I'm wrong. I'm not, I'm, look. I need a win right now, all right? I'm on the, <laughs> <laughs> I'm on the fence. I don't know. I just, it, that's the thing so is like, we don't evidence. know. And, we don't. It, and there's yes. a lot of, what is the, the term? It's, um. Circumstantial? Circumstantial evidence, yeah. yes. Yeah, exactly. It's See, circumstantial. I'm good with words right now. Yeah, you can you can pick up what I'm putting down. You're buying what I'm selling. But let's keep going. We get a trip to the blue hole and a waterfall. And the group gets split in half. A very timely splitting of the group, I think, because Olivia's not talking to half of them. Because she's upset about this article. And I think that the whole reason she's upset, and understandably so, I know this has been going on for a while. It's been back and forth, up and down. This whole roller coaster of emotion. She feels better, then she feels worse. She talks to Taylor, then she doesn't talk to Taylor. She talks to Austin, calls him at night, all of this crazy shit. I think she's allowed to have these up and down moments because every time it's about to be squashed, she's reminded of it. Yeah. Two, every time that she's able to reconcile, like maybe all they did was kiss. Maybe I can live with like what they've told me and just not dig into it anymore and just mm-hmm. be okay with it as soon as she gets to that point then she gets evidence that says well they hooked up page six says they hooked up now she's like well and then she starts going over in her head no i'm not fucking stupid they had all these sleepovers together after they had apparently kissed 
You're telling me they had platonic sleepovers after making out. That doesn't make a whole lot of sense. JT's telling me that they've been sleeping in the same house frequently, even when we were dating. Like, there's so much shit that comes out of this that there's no way in my mind that these two have not hooked up. I don't think that that's what's going on right now, though. I think what's going on is Olivia is upset because now it's super public. She's got people oh, that, that she too. didn't tell. Okay. That are texting her saying, what the fuck is this about? Because that's a different if layer. it's somebody on the group or somebody that's in the group, they already know. So, yes, obviously, they're going to react to the fact that it's public knowledge now. And it's obviously very current. But Olivia is getting text messages from the outside. That's why she's shut up in the hotel room, because she's thinking, well, this makes me look like an absolute idiot. That's a I look layer, like an right. asshole. This is my best friend. And that's the guy I used to. Uh, I'm not even going to call them exes. It's the guy I used to hook up with. They now made out. Now it's public knowledge. I look like an idiot. Shep also looks like an idiot, but he's taking a very different path, which we'll talk about. And that's that's really all it comes down to, I feel like, for this moment. I do love, however, that when Olivia gets that text message, that's organic. That's one of her friends or somebody in her family that sent her that. And she's like, what the fuck? Like, I, I literally haven't even had my coffee yet. I'm going to sit down and I'm going to have to spend my whole morning thinking about this. Once again, just like you said, every time that she gets close to squashing it, it comes back up in a different way. Yep. Yes, this isn't new evidence, but it is a very public thing that uh, that she's definitely mentioned in the article, too. So it it sucks for her. So that really sucks. I love when they all get the text message on the Sprinter van. Because that was definitely just a producer, or it was Whitney going to work. Oh. Because Whitney is, I got to go do some work. I can't go to the blue hole today. Okay, dude, you went over there. You sent them all that text message because you're the producer on the show. Everybody gets it at the same time. Like, okay, that's somebody on the show sending it to them, or it's Leva maybe at home sending it to all of them. But either way, I love that they all get it and they're like, oh, look what it is. Here now everybody go. knows. And that's when we're on the bus with both parties, and on one side, we get a discussion of the article. And in the article, it says, like, she also hooked up with a friend of Whitney, which is confusing. We haven't heard about that. No. I don't know if that plays at all either. But uh, this is interesting, because I didn't see this coming out. And I'm, I'm bummed that this is even a topic of conversation, but it shouldn't surprise me with these two morons. Because now Austin and Taylor, who are on the same bus, they're chit-chatting. They're like, you know what? I'm pretty, I'm pretty over this. Like, I'm kind of tired of this. This keeps coming back up, and it's, like, killing my vibe. It's like, guys. I'm in Jamaica. I'm having a great time right now, and all I want to do is just sit around and drink a beer and not think about this. Why do I have to keep thinking about this? This is this is where timelines have to come back, and we need somebody to make a flowchart, because this is, what, episode seven or eight, maybe? Sure. Well, let's throw that out there. Seven or eight. So that means that we are maybe... Maybe like four weeks into filming at this point. Yeah. So you can't be over that that quickly. You, you're not allowed to. It's not even a month, dude. But Vanita, great drop in because she says what you say all the time. You guys need to stop protecting Taylor. She says that to the, this is the other group I was at, Shep and all that crew. Because right. Shep goes on this whole like savior rant where Fucking he's like. white knight bullshit. Yeah. He's yeah. like, I'm going to take a different approach. And I'm going to try to lead her through this time where she's a little rocky because she needs support, guys. And I've been in her shoes before. Completely ignoring the fact that he's the one that sent her on this tornado of a path that she's <laughs> yeah. on. But he's going to be the white knight. He's going to be the savior for Taylor. But thank God Vanita steps in and says knock it off. She keeps doing this shit. Like she claims to not be this person. This is the same conversation we had about Rachel. You claim to not be this person. You claim to be a better person. You claim to be aware of the fact that the things you're doing are fucking stupid and you keep getting yourself in hot water and you keep scorning your friends. You keep pitting your friends against each other. 
Olivia finds out about the text you sent that tried to make Shep jealous of Austin mm-hmm. way after the fact. So all of these things keep adding up and you want to like hide under the rug. You want to, everything to go away and be fine again and you be cool with Olivia again. Then stop doing dumb shit. And then the worst thing you could possibly do is go, I'm kind of over this. I'm I'm pretty yeah, over that's, this. That's that's being pushed by Austin though, it which is matter. again kind of annoying. But do you think if Taylor wasn't on this war path right now with the the new that she sent to Whitney, and you know even like hooking up with JT's friend over in Europe and all the shit that she's been doing, if she just had this isolated issue, do you think people would be a little more forgiving, yeah. thinking like you know what this was a moment of weakness? We're still gonna focus in on Austin because it's super fucked up that he did that, but we understand where you're coming from. I think at this point, because she's done so much else, yes. nobody's giving her any sort of pass, which, again, she doesn't deserve a pass for everything, but we do know what she went through with Shep. I agree. We understand that, and she's got to be in a crazy like frame of mind. It's just insane that she burned the one bridge that she had left with Olivia by doing this. It's just, it's wild. I don't know. I, I don't know. Look, reality TV is always, in a nutshell people overreact no matter what right so i don't think that people would be giving her a pass but i feel like you and i would probably be sitting here maybe a little more willing to give her some sort of grace in that i think that the whole group would be able to like there would have been a kumbaya moment before now had she not done everything else because they keep looking at evidence they're looking for reasons to be like see you're not being a good person yeah this is more evidence against you a nude to whitney why did you send that What's going on? Yeah, why are why are you What's why are you on? using sleeping at Austin's as ammo to get back at Shep? Like right. that doesn't make any sense. It's, All of these things. Yeah. So when it adds up, no, you're not going to give that person grace because they don't deserve it. Until you prove that this is an isolated incident, as you said, this is unbecoming of your character, something mm-hmm. that we don't normally see out of you. When you see it over and over again, no, that's just who that person is. She can change and get better down the road, but this is who she is right now, and they all need to accept it. And like Benita said, back the fuck off. She's going to keep digging this hole. Give her a shovel and let her go. Well, she did get to sit up until 4 a.m. with JT, play a little ping pong. Oh, dude, when he I love that JT talking. went back and played a little ping pong. He definitely made a lot of Shep jokes while playing that ping pong oh, game. Oh, for sure. Yeah, you know, Shep would have thrown his paddle by now and then said that he was happy that he cheated on you. <laughs> you want another glass of champagne, babe? <laughs> Look, I for all the JT is I, maybe this is just my current state of mind. I actually appreciated him in this episode. He was he was good this episode. He wasn't. He was not good. He was, I hated him no, so no, much. He, dude, but he was good for the show in this episode. He had that was the best moment of his past five years was yeah. playing ping pong with Taylor late night and being able to tell the group like yeah. And then I went back to her room at, until like four a.m. and we just drank and talked. And then Shep has to ask, which is, uh, that bothered me too. He's like, are you sure? It's like, well, if you're asking if we hooked up, I we did, did But not. I liked that JT answered him directly. I do too. And like, like you need to do that with Shep because Shep doesn't actually. JT. You do. I do. I, I, I can't. But this scene, I just thought it was funny because I'm like, this is going to add to the list, Taylor, because you're going to lead him on. Yep. He's going to get, I, when you say crushed, I mean, he's going to get fucking demolished if she gives him any kind of leeway and then cuts it off he's not going to recover from that. i don't think he'll get crushed i think that he's going to be delusional and think that he still has a chance even when she clearly cuts him off maybe that i don't know but unless know. she like unless she hooks up with rod oh my god don't <laughs> i don't uh, who knows at this look point. rod's rod's having a tough time on this trip too oh like rod <laughs> 
Hold on. Well, let's just go to this scene. We get Rod and JT at the waterfall. <laughs> sitting in the water. Sitting in the water. And I was like, guys. Nice guys finish last, huh? And there's they're those guys now. They're like, we're such good dudes. And we're the only dudes in all of Jamaica with no ladies. What's going on, man? We're the best guys on the island. And that's why we don't get chicks. Stop it. That's all over now. Now we're winners. Now we're winners. And JT had his night. But that's what they're alluding to because Rod's like, I think you got a shot, man. It's the two dorky guys that are like, ooh. And then Rod started talking about the night before with Austin with that comment, which you and I were like, dude, Rod, like fucking like settle. Don't make that horny joke goat, like or a horny Horny goat goat. Horny goat joke. Wow, that's tough to say. Don't do that because we know what you're doing. We need a segment called the horny joke goat. Yeah, we can figure that one out. I don't know. Who's the horniest person on Bravo this week? <laughs> That's the horny This joke week is probably JT. Um, but no, you can't sit there and make that comment. We didn't see the second part of that comment no. where Austin deflects it with a little humor and they started honing in on that saying that's a crazy thing to say. I'm not that great at math, but I can do numbers three or four. Okay. It's like, no, that's a joke. Everybody knows that he hooked up with Taylor. Yeah, they made out at least. They made out at least. That's what he's alluding to. That's the joke. That's enough to They're make trying that joke. to, But that's the annoying part of this. And that's why when people ask, like, do you think they did more? I'm like, there's no evidence that they did more. I know that they could be shutting it down, but they're both idiots. And they would have let something slip at this point. That's not letting it slip. That's not. That's you digging more, and you're pissed off that you're now on a trip with a girl that you uh, once again don't call her your ex. You dated her for two weeks, Rod. They like, d- enough. No, don't even say dated. They went. They on went on dates. dates. Oh, that's literally dating. No, it's not dating. I think that dating implies that at one point you weren't seeing anybody else. I'm not talking about the implications. I'm saying literally they went on dates. That's dating. They were okay. I guess yeah, but like I think that even dating, saying they were dating. Makes it seem more official. Don't call her your ex either. No. Like, you weirdo. And don't stand in, like, none of these girls and no girls in the fucking world that are watching this are going to be like, oh, look at these two guys. They keep getting scorned by the world because they're good dudes. Everyone's going to watch it and call you guys fucking nerds. So, like... (laughs) Be cool, man. This is this is maybe my favorite tangent of Southern Charm that we've ever done. This is great. We're just bashing these guys. It's a fucking tough look. I was watching this scene with them. I was like, what are they doing right now? And they were floating around in the ocean they're together. Floating. Like they're flirting. They were flirting with each <laughs> we're other. Straight up flirting. But guys, you can be nice guys and not finish last. Just don't do what you're doing in the water on and, camera. And certainly don't look at Austin as a blueprint and start hooking up with people and betraying your friends yeah, and no. do all of that because it might work out for Austin for whatever fucking reason. Because he's a it's not going to work out with you guys. No, you guys don't. Yeah, you can't play the you Austin. You guys will be off the show if you yeah, do that. Exactly. You'll be off the show and divorced and like <laughs> it's going to get ugly. But anyway... Let's move on. We get Austin and Taylor, and now they're talking. And this is where they get much more into the, I'm really tired of this topic of conversation. It's like, you don't get to make that decision. And thank God Craig is the voice of reason this Mm. season. Oh, that rhymed. The voice of reason for the season, Craig. It is the season. Tis the season for reason. Yep. I'm stuck on it now. Just keep going. (laughs) Push through. I can't. I'm really stuck. Uh, But Craig... They call him over to join this conversation, and he was like, guys, you're the ones that did this. Like, you started this whole thing, so you don't really get to say when it's over. And at the same time, you're going to have to pick. You can either be friends with Austin, or you can be friends with Olivia. Yep. You cannot have both because of what you guys did. Like, it's never going to be cool again to that extent, even if you guys are friends. 
because Olivia thinks that there's more there and has every right to feel that way. At the very least, if you guys wanted to, if your goal, like Austin says, if your goal is to actually make her feel better and actually get her through this tough time and actually be her close friend, then you should know better. And you should clean up what your friendship is with Taylor. And you should do that anyway for the entire group because you're making everyone look dumb. You're making everybody question your friendship constantly. You know when you're all together, that's the elephant in the room, and yet you carry on like it's not a big deal. That's disrespectful to Taylor. It's disrespectful to Olivia. That's disrespectful to every single person that you're talking to because whether you're lying or not, the implications are all there because you guys think it's okay to continue doing what you're doing, and that's throwing Olivia's feelings under the bus. Who needs you right now? But That's that's been their MO since everybody found out they hooked up. 100%. They were still sleeping over. The next, the next day after everybody found out what was going on, Taylor went to Austin's because she had to get an IV drip. Oh, yeah, that's true. Like, they went over and hung out. They don't care. They don't. And that's the thing. And, and that's why I was talking about the four-week rule with what they're doing right now. They're thinking, well, this has run its course. We're tired of it. I, I'm done with this. They don't get to dictate when everybody's done with this. No. Because they, their feelings aren't hurt. At the end of the day, like, you are the, you're not the victim. You're the perpetrator. Your feelings were not hurt, so you don't get to say when somebody else's feelings are good now. Like, that doesn't make any sense. But, again, they're idiots. They are. They're not smart. But let's keep going. Uh, before we get to Miss T's, where they all have dinner together, I need to <laughs> point this part out. And this is what happens when I get stuck on an individual person if they JT slip it on the waterfall? No, that oh. bothered me, too, just because that's clearly a shtick that he's doing, and that drives It's not me a shtick. It's a shtick. It is not a shtick. It's a shtick. I think as a, I think he leans in. I think you he, think he's coordinated. No, well, just because he's shredded. No, no, no. You have a crush on him now. <laughs> See how the gaslighting just goes worse and worse. You guys just witnessed it real time. That's when he gets mad. That's his mo right there. But anyway, no. I think that he probably slipped legitimately like three or four times, and then it was slippery. And nobody said JT. Are you okay? Yeah, and then it's slippery, and he just leans into the slip. I think it's a move. I think he thinks it's funny because he's that silly guy. But no. This is what happens when I latch on to somebody during an episode because they annoy me. When they're on the way home, Rod's talking to them and literally explains to them how to talk about their day. Did you catch that? No. He goes, he goes what we can say is that we pretty much like went to the waterfall and like went down and like rode some waterfalls. <laughs> and I was like, what do you, what the, wasn't there was another that? conversation going on over top of that? There was, I think yeah. that was the conversation that I got really confused because they, yeah. so the subtitles fucked me. It clipped over to the other yeah, side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The it subtitles, was, yeah. That, like usually subtitles are my friends. They were not my friend this time because they didn't even subtitle Rod talking. No. They subtitled the other people talking. Mm-hmm. So I was very confused as to what was going on. Jumped That's over. what Rob was talking about? He was explaining oh my God, I gotta watch how that. to explain the day. And I was like, you have That's to, awesome. what do you, you literally don't know what to say. You are a deer in the headlights. You got nothing. You're explaining how to I know explain. that they're going to just hone in on how our day was. They're going to talk about the article. Let's just say we, we did the, the things that we did. Yeah, <laughs> okay, thanks, Rod. Let's just tell them we really did appreciate that. what we did today. Anybody need notes? I actually took notes on the day. Waterfall. <laughs> JT slip. Talk about feelings with JT. Beers in the ocean. Shaka. Yeah. <laughs> Shaka, bro. Shaka emoji, bro. But... Where were we? Oh, now we're Miss T's. And before Olivia goes into the restaurant, she gets a FaceTime from Leva. I like this role that Leva has, where she's not there really yeah, ever. No. But anytime she's on the screen, you can tell that they like they clearly worked something out where it's like, all right, you're still going to be on the cast, but your job is to push narratives. Yeah, You're going to continue storylines for us as a third party. We're going to phone you in. We're going to drop somebody at your bar while you're working. 
And then she just drops a little nugget and yep. walks away. And I think it's perfect because she's not being mean to people. She's found her niche, if you will. Yeah. But she FaceTimes Olivia and says, you need to talk to JT because he has more info than you have. And you need to know what's going on because I think you're getting played. I think they're lying to you. I think that more happened here. And that also leads me to believe that more happened because I tend to believe Leva. I tend to believe Leva too, but I think she's the defensive always friend. she's the defensive friend for sure. She takes that like motherly instinct on. But I think what she does is she pretty much what you just said, she stirs the pot. She does she just does it in a much cleaner way than we're used to. And she always makes sure caring. that Yeah, it's it's way more caring and she makes sure that her words are buttoned up nicely and she doesn't let anything else kind of spill into it mm -hmm. she always has a reason and she always spearheads this type of thing it's not always the truth though it's just what she wants to do i mean let's not forget let this time last year we were talking about how she was kind of an asshole at craig's pillow party that's why i said she can't be mean now yeah exactly so now that she's a little removed that's all we're getting from her that's again not enough for me to say that there's definitely something else that happened here no, I, I just i'm going to point out you pointed out i will continue you to point out. it out but when they're at dinner, this is the part that I don't like with Shep. Shep's trying to be a shoulder to cry on or no, Shep's trying to be supportive of Taylor and yes. trying to tell her what to do to get through this thing. And he's like, all you have to do is go up to Olivia and you just say to her, man, say, I fucked up and I'm sorry and everything will be okay. I do agree that like at the end of the day, if you want things to attempt to get better, just go up to her and flat out say, I'm wrong, I'm sorry, what can I do? If there's nothing, I'm going to give you space, and I'm going to stop putting things in your face to make you hate me. That would be one move. Yeah. But why I don't like Shep doing this is because it's emotional manipulation. Like This guy is trying to put himself in a position where he gets her through this whole thing. She continues to lean on him because he wants the friendship with her. I yes. don't think he wants anything romantic. He's made that very clear by passing on her advances and stuff like mm -hmm. that. But I think that there's a part of him that wants that feeling of she still needs me. Well, it, it could be that, but he also might just be subconsciously guilty as fuck because no he cheated on her no, so much. Zero subconsciously. Zero percent chance. There's no way he thinks about it, he but I think have maybe deep down he no, feels He's bad. one of those guys that walks around. Did you know that like 50% of people don't have an inner monologue? Yeah. I wasn't expecting you to say that, but that's. Yeah. But my point being, I don't think he has a conscious. Oh, okay. I don't, think that he, I don't think he. I don't think inner monologue and conscious are the same thing. Though. But I think that it can play. No, I don't think so either. But I think it can play into it where, you're like, inside your head, it's like, oh, maybe don't do that because that'd be dumb. I don't think he has that little thing. Yeah. I don't think he has anything in him that says I should still feel bad. I think it's more so like I'm afraid. That's why I said subconsciously. No. You don't think at that's all where the inner monologue plays because he doesn't have a subconscious to like rack his brain. It's not what a subconscious it. is subconscious i know it's not but at the same time you could work through your thoughts and feelings in your own head sure thinking about it that would be conscious that oh my god dude you know what i'm saying and i don't need this right now because you're trying to get through this faster because you don't feel great and i'm trying to help and you keep roadblocking uh, wait me. wait wait i am not by the way i'm not trying to get through this fast i am leaning into the sidetrack i don't need of, that. of the inner monologue well, no, isn't that weird? Do you have an inner monologue? Yeah. Yeah, like 50%. Got it going right now. I know. Mine never turns off. That's Think why I don't, I don't understand how people don't have yeah. that. Weirdos. Yeah. Where maybe, were we? maybe we evolved, like evolution. Okay. Like we're See, just more evolved than those people? Probably not. You don't probably think so? not. Go back to Dallas. <laughs> um, <laughs> but Olivia finally talks to JT. 
and says, what's going on? And JT's big bombshell is nothing that we didn't really know. It's just the sleepovers were more frequent, it sounds like, and they also occurred while they were dating, which is completely unacceptable. There is no world in which that's okay. Even if she was still with Shep, that would still be a major problem, but it's even more so because she was single. Austin was dating Olivia or together with Olivia, or at least exclusive with Olivia. Taylor should have been nowhere near that house. That's not okay. I don't know if that's true, though. Oh, dude, don't. Just because JT yeah. says it. We oh. knew that they were doing the sleepovers, but I don't know if that, that runs in. Uh, see, because I look, don't it, take JT as a liar. I take it for a lot of things. I do. I don't think I so. I do, because this, this space is, if this drops out, and everybody now understands what's going on, and the timelines are a little more skewed than we thought, then all of a sudden, Olivia's got no chance, and she's going to have to space her way from, away from Austin if she wants any sort of relationship with Olivia. And if yeah. Taylor's out there away from Austin, that means JT gets Taylor. I don't think. Look, dude, he he had a great night last night. You don't think he's going to capitalize on that? What did he just say in the bay or in the fucking ocean or whatever the hell him and Rob are doing? He wants to win now. I this agree, is his opportunity. But I don't think that he's going to do it that way because I don't. I don't know. Time Why? Why? What makes you say that JT's a great guy? As soon as he came on the screen, he I just didn't started say skewing. He was a great the, guy. You said he wouldn't lie. I don't think he would. I don't think he would. He has given me no reason to believe he would because he hasn't. Mm. I think he's an industry plant. I think they threw him in there just because he knew that they had sleepovers at some Perhaps. point. But that also, again, you are choosing I am to jaded believe JT. more so like Austin and Taylor over JT. And that's fucking nuts. You think that I'm I don't crazy know JT. he won't lie. You do know Austin. So you should imagine like if one Austin's side go to lying, therapy, he's been working on himself. Such, if you... Oh my God! He would like take you through the ringer if you guys dated Austin. I mean, would, Austin, yeah, dated. he would fall for every fucking trick in his book, and you would literally get dragged down that same. You would be Taylor. You are Taylor. That's who you. Whoa, are. Yeah. <laughs> whoa, you piece of shit! Whoa, I didn't send any nudies. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm not, not a nude guy. Dallas. I'm not a nude guy. I don't know what you're doing down there. I'm Off never gallivanting with your friends for the weekend. <laughs> gallivanting. <laughs> Let's finish up this episode. Things pop off at the table, and JT, I felt bad for him here because he stands up to try to be like, which annoyed me anytime someone takes this stance where I'm going to be the man to stand up for the women. I'm going to stand up in front of the table and call Austin out on his shit. I felt bad because nobody took him seriously. Nobody cared. Everybody. Even liked. Austin was smiling. Everybody did. Yeah. I was like, man, that's. Benita pulled up like a napkin in front of her face. I, know, I think she was man. laughing. It's it, just. I felt bad. Why? Because like. Maybe they know what he's doing. No, because here's why. Because if Austin stood up and did that, people would have been like, oh, shit. If Shep had done it, people would have been like, oh, shit. Craig, oh, shit. But because it's JT, everyone's like, aw. Like. <laughs> He's getting mad. I don't know. I think you're falling for JT. I'm not. I think I, just... I think you can look around and see that nobody's taking him seriously. I felt bad. And he's yelling at Austin, and he's the person that's supposed to have this bombshell, and he knows way more about everything. And nobody cares, because nobody cares what a JT has to say, because they know what he's doing. He just wants Taylor. Yeah, it's just... You I want it to be so much more, and it's just not... I you don't. would You would go gallivanting really in don't. Europe with JT in a heartbeat. If it's a free and then you would trip, hook up with his friend. If it's a free, yeah, probably. But if it's a free trip, like I'm not hooking up with him. All right, can I go? Yeah, you can come. All right, cool. Um, but nothing. I mean, it's more the same when they everything starts going off. I mean, Olivia makes it very clear that Austin's a piece of shit. 
that she doesn't believe anything they're saying and that it's all so wishy-washy. And I think that's why this is continuing. And I think that that is a product of Taylor and Austin. Well, and I think Olivia is mad that she has feelings for Austin. I agree with that. She's 100%. very upset with herself and she doesn't know how to process it. I agree with that. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that is correct. But I think that there's so many question marks because the stories don't make sense because they're not giving enough information. If they did only make out, we need a clean timeline. All right. And even if they gave the timeline in their minds, like now that there's so much us out there as far as like New York entered the picture. Why is nobody just sitting them down and saying, tell us the timeline? And that's that's getting frustrating for me too. I agree. And maybe Leva will play that part eventually. But I think that that is the conversation that's missing that would ease some people or finally sever ties because right. you need that flat out, when did it start? When did you kiss? When were you sleeping over? If they were upfront about all of it, then it would there would be some closure, but there's no closure because there's question marks and that's what leads me to believe we're not getting the full story. Okay. I don't know if they fucked, I see, but there's like, more here. I don't see any world in which that it, even if the it's 100% true that all they did was hook up and they give you all of the details in like excruciating fashion. Yeah, I'm good. And tell you, not, not that much. <laughs> I, I meant like the timeline details. Okay. I don't want anybody to get bricked up, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, hey, full circle. But if they were to give you all of the details and give you the full timeline, I still think that people are going to look at it and say, no, we're not accepting that. We know ha- more happened. Even if it's 100% true and they gave you everything that you wanted. But then it's I would not enough for saying. some people. No, JT I, would not be satisfied. It'll never be enough for some people. I'm saying for me as well, I'm not getting enough where I can be like, okay, I can move on. Oh, me. no, I, I don't think that we are That's either. I'm, I'm just playing devil's advocate yeah. just saying even if we had all that, I still don't think that people would accept it. I think you would get more people accepting. Definitely not the whole group. Rod and JT will be out forever because they're yeah. crybabies. But the rest of the group, I think you would you'd probably have a split decision. Okay. You have some people on either side of the street, but you can also lead to reconciliation down the road. Whereas right now it's going to continue to be this wonky yeah. roller coaster because everyone's got questions. Somebody has to play that role. Someone's got to play that role. I just hope it's somebody we can take seriously. Like Leva would be great. Leva would be Leva would be great. Craig, if Craig sat down with him, that would be perfect. Craig. Uh, Madison at this point. <laughs> Never thought I'd say that. Madison's Madison. pretty pretty credible. Let's have her sit any down of those, into it. Any of those three. Diane Sawyer. Um, yeah. Didn't she pass away? I don't know. Bethany Frankel could sit down with her. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> <laughs> I like that one. Hey, hey, it's Donna from Daily Dose of Donna. Every weekday afternoon on the Daily Dose of Donna podcast, I cover all of the reality TV and celeb gossip and breaking news. I'm a former TV casting director. My husband works in reality TV, and I live for the housewives, the sister wives, the southern charmers, and the summer housers. And let's be honest, all of the drama. I'll give you a day's worth of celebrity and reality news weekday afternoons in just under an hour. New episodes of Daily Dose of Donna post weekday afternoons and are now available in video on Spotify. Subscribe to Daily Dose of Donna. That's D-A-N-A on your podcast app. But that takes us to Potomac. And like I said, better episode than last week. If they continue this trend, it can be an enjoyable season. But I am... Very cautious, very cautious moving forward. Yeah. I'm just glad that it was entertaining. It wasn't like last week I wanted to turn it off like halfway through. This time I was like, all right, I'm, I'm vibing a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I was okay with this one, but it, this is what happens on trips. And and they even had to point out certain times where they were having fun, like actively having fun. Yeah. 
And I don't like that as much, but at least they were having some fun and they were talking a little bit more. I agree with that, but we start out with more LeBay talk and this is confusing. And there's a lot of pieces to this puzzle that, one, I don't care about, but since they keep shoving it in our face, we need some answers to it. I don't understand why LeBay was honored at the, what was it, the Sip and See? It was the Sip and See, which we've seen a couple times now. Um, if you're not close Le- to was, but apparently Giselle was honored too, but it wasn't, if they had footage of Giselle being honored the way that LeBay was, it wasn't the then same. I'd be like, okay. No, she put the hat on her. And sorry if I'm asking that the same correct um, terminology. Term, but she Wasn't put, that the same party? Yes, it was, but it's a different, it's like what LeBay got like a speech and yeah, said that's that what I saying. want my kid to be like that. And Giselle is just a scene of her. Sitting down in a chair and she got a, a, the headpiece. Headpiece put on. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, Le, no, LeBay had like an inspirational speech from Wendy directly. Yeah. And Wendy's just completely playing that down by saying that Giselle was also honored, which that doesn't make sense to me. But I get in this weird middle ground with Wendy where I'm like, I don't know if she's lying or she just hates being wrong. Like she cannot be wrong. She she I think she hates being wrong, be. yeah. And like but she twists stories. She doesn't like flat out lies. She just changes what's going on and it's not as impactful. It's not yes. as serious and you're like but is that what happened? It's just like a like fudging the truth if you will. I think what's going I and we talked about this a little bit last week. I think what Neck is just trying to accomplish is while she's doing a little clumsy because she doesn't know how to act on a housewife show. I think she's just trying to figure out what the fuck's going on. I do too. And you're not getting that out of Wendy, but no one else is really helping out. They're just so confused as to what's going on. Like you can tell from the confessionals. Ashley gets in a confessional. Candace gets in the confessional. Nobody knows what the hell's going on. No. Nobody knows what to make of it because no answers were actually provided. So you have to believe NECA at that point because, again, if LeBay was honored and there's a speech and it's documented – that's weird. You can't say you don't know that person or say it's my sister's friend. You talked about her. You talked about her. Clearly, she means more to you than you're late leaning on. I kind of just want the whole thing to go away. Neca I'm being honest. says it the best. I, I, We can actually, let, you want to lay it to bed right now? I believe NECA. I believe NECA as well. And she says it perfectly where it's like, all she has to say is, hey, moms are crazy sometimes. Like, I didn't say it. I'm really sorry. Yeah. Move on. That, that's all it has to be. Because it's I think it's, it's, it is deeper than that, but when it comes to Wendy, we're not going to find out why it's deeper. No, and look, like we get the scene with her, and we'll jump around a little bit because there's not a ton in this episode, but they get the scene with her and Mia where when Mia, the bird, like flies through. I thought that was funny. I laughed out loud. I laughed so, so hard. Was that your mom? I was like, damn, that was good. That was really good. But Wendy takes digs at Mia all the time. What, what Mia can't take a dig at you? Now all of a sudden that's off. Now it's like, super no, okay. serious. You called her not dense. I Candace said dense. Slow. You called her slow. Literally called her she slow. She can't make a relevant joke about the bird watching over you Proving guys. That like, she's not slow. Yeah. She, that's a very quick-witted thing to say. That yeah. was funny. I'm not even that much of a Mia fan, but that was funny. That was funny. And then like Wendy gets like all on her feels and goes on this rant about like that's my mom that she's disrespecting. And it's like, yeah, of course. Like no one wants we to hear get it. talk shit about your mom. But keep it focused on that and find a way forward. You're so stuck on the fact. And look, like a lot of people have left comments and things like that about how serious of an implication this is for Nigerians and Christians as well. Like it's a very serious thing to claim that somebody's putting a curse on somebody. And yes. we don't, we're not trying to make light of it. We're simply saying if she did what NECA said and said, hey, I'm not sure really what went on here. I wasn't involved in these conversations. I don't think that my mom has a shrine. I don't think she would ever do anything like that. Maybe things just got heated and things were said. I didn't do it. 
I'm really sorry. But we don't even know why. What's the conflict? I don't know. We have no idea. We've got nothing. Oh, and that's, I, I, that's wow. my problem. Wait, I didn't even think of that. We don't, don't even know, know what, what the happened. issue is. Damn. Yeah, like we're getting nothing from any of this. That's why I just want to. I just want everybody to collectively just move on from it. And again, my issue isn't. I don't even want to talk about the implications of you know what it means for the Nigerian culture to go in and do this shrine thing with the the cursing or whatever. None of that. Completely, all of that is aside. Mm -hmm. All I want to know is why is Wendy not fighting that? She's, she's just trying to twist, like you said, she's just twisting the situation, twisting words, and then making light of it, but also getting her feels about it, and isn't addressing the direct issue. And again, we don't even know what the issue is. We don't know why Wendy's family doesn't like NECA. Well, no, we do. That was because they claimed that she was using Wendy to get onto the show. But that would be a Wendy problem. Yeah. But then the mom apparently got involved, and that was the, it's clout chasing is okay. the whole argument. Clout chasing is the whole, and I don't care. I don't understand the fallout that happened between Ivy and LeBay to begin with. Was this the fallout that right. caused that? But my biggest thing, honestly, would be those two sit down and Wendy go, okay, tell me what happened. Because all we get is bits and pieces. Mm -hmm. Your mom put my mom in a shrine, claim this, claim that. Okay, when? And then we get five different phone calls and five different times and five different days. It's like, well, when? And what did they talk about? And why are you bringing this up now? And what the fuck's going on? And sum it up. No one cares anymore. No. It's over. So squash it. Figure out a way forward. It's not the end I of the I think they are. I, like, I think we're done with it. I hope so. I hope it doesn't. I hope that when we see them vibing and kikiing and having a good time, they are able to be like, hey, it is what it is. Let's move on. I respect your mom. Some shit went down, and Wendy can say, I'm not sure what happened, but please don't talk shit about my mom. Yeah. And then they can move forward. And I hate when the new girl comes on the show and not, and everybody doesn't immediately just like them and give them a chance. It's annoying. That bothers me. Me too. Like, it's like you fucking, know, like, you don't even know this person. Like, you're claiming that you don't even know this person. Yeah, obviously, there's some other circumstances that have popped up. But how about you just you know, give each other a chance? Maybe hang out a little bit, see what happens. Go to the distillery, have a little 150 proof, and just move on with your lives. My big thing with that is, like, you were a newbie at one point. Even if it was your first season and you were on season one, yeah. you were still a newcomer at yeah. that point. My big thing, and it, like, it takes me back to when I played, and most of the big leaguers were, like, really cool. Like, yeah. they got along with us because, like, they realized, you know, they've been a minor leaguer before, so they treat us, like, the same way that they treat the other guys. It's a nice feeling when a big name treats you like a teammate. It's yeah. pretty cool. And yeah. It goes a long way for the younger guys. Yeah. I had two interactions, and I won't name their names, but they're people that people would know. And in the Orioles complex, in the big league uh, spring training, there's one main hallway, and all of the rooms and cafeteria are off of this hallway. Mm -hmm. It was me on one side, and this starting pitcher that pitched in the major leagues for like 14 years, who was a big name at the time. Or no, sorry, he was a reliever. And he was walking towards me, and I was walking towards him. We're like 50 yards apart. It's that awkward in between, you know, where you make eye contact, but you're not close enough to say anything. So you look down, and you're like, all right, when I walk by, I'm just going to be like, hey, what's up, man? And like walk and do my thing. Because I'm not a big leaguer. He is. Okay. I get close to this guy. I look up, and I'm like, hey, man. And he, no shit, looks at me and goes, Pff! and just keeps walking. I was like, what the fuck? Incredible. It's like, what was that? Like, who do you think you, I don't care that you pitched in the major leagues. I don't care about you. That made me so mad. <laughs> so the big leaguer is Wendy. The big leaguer. And you're yeah. Exactly. Okay. That's what we call Good. big. When you big league somebody, that's what that is. That's what's going on. Yep. You are better Wendy than is them. big leaguing NECA. Yep. So all of you out there, you okay. can use that terminology. If somebody acts like they're too cool for you, doesn't have the time of day, they're big leaguing you, 
They're not worth your time. Move like on that. from it. I will say, if we move forward with this storyline, unless there's new information, let's just not even talk about it. We won't. Let's just move on. Yeah, we have a lot of shows right now, and uh, we, we don't have time. time. But we get to dinner, which was the first fun time we've had with this group. And all you have to do is just bring up sex talk. Usually works, just yeah. Just talk some sex. Not it's some stupid funny. game that's shady or reasonable. Just talk about a little sex. Yeah. Uh, do you swallow? That's funny. Do you eat ass? That's fun. funny. And then... I was curious. Is that still in? Because that Eating was ass? in. Yeah, it was in for Eating a while. Eating ass was in for a little while. I don't think so. It was like mainstream for a bit. Yeah, no, I don't I think, think so. I think it's kind of died down. Tossing salads kind of. Tossing salads. <laughs> yeah, it went away. Yeah. <laughs> but it was nice. It was so refreshing. It like brought energy back into me to just see them like laugh. And not anybody at the table is yelling at somebody. Nobody's conspiring. Literally every woman at the table was smiling and laughing. I was like, we need these scenes too. And you guys need to understand that if half the group is not talking to the other half the group, it's not going to be fun to watch. Yep. You need to be able to reconcile or these shows don't work. You can't have six women together, six people together that don't talk to each other and put cameras in front of them because nobody's going to watch that shit. Well, you know what we call that? What? New Jersey. <laughs> that is exactly what that is. That's a good point. And everybody watches that and tells us about it. And gets mad about it. And they get really mad at us. But at after the dinner they get to uh Wendy after the dinner they get to Robin's room and Karen and Giselle bounce, which I was surprised to see Giselle leave her friend like that and actually addresses it later because as we know, Robin and Candace aren't vibing right now because Candace is upset. That all of this stuff was brushed under the rug with Juan last year while Chris got dragged for an entire season yep. for something he actually didn't do. There's more evidence against Juan out there in the public than there ever was against Chris. We actually have public evidence of Chris doing the exact opposite of yep. what he was told he was doing. He's not looking at Debbie. He's not looking at anybody, not being creepy. Meanwhile, we have videos and pictures of Juan with other women, tons of rumors out there, and yet... You said nothing. So, yeah, that's lying by omission while you watch somebody. And, like, I'm not one to point fingers at other people if some shit goes on in my life, even if it's not warranted. Like, mm -hmm. what Candace and Chris went through was not warranted at all. It was bullshit. We called it out all season. It was awful. But at the same time, if you look at Juan and you look at Robin especially, for Robin to not say a word, and her and Candace are supposed to be tight, to not say anything and let her go through this this whole time while she's dealing with this shit and hiding it, that's fucked up. It is. That's not cool. We know it is. And I, I just don't understand why Robin doesn't understand that part of it. Like, we talked about this last year the entire time when she started talking about the, well, you know, I just wanted Karen to finally bring it up and then I would talk about it. Like, right. we, I don't get that. None of the things that Robin is doing when it comes to Juan makes any sense. It's clear as day. You allowed Chris to get dragged last year while your supposed friend was trying to defend her husband, you could have stepped in at any time and said, stop. You have a little more leeway. You've got a little more power over the people like Giselle and Ashley that you could have stepped in and defended your friend. And you didn't. You allowed it to happen because you knew that it was going to take the eye off of you and Juan's relationship. Yep. Finally, we're not talking about, except for when Karen walks in every single time last season, we're not talking about when are Juan and Robin, Robin going to get married. 
Wen or Juan and Rabin? Oh my god, I can't fucking say their names. Ron and Wabin. Juan and Rabin. I, wild Rabbit. Ron um, and Wabin. When are they going to get married? When are they going to figure out what's going on? Is Juan cheating on Robin? Like, none of these things are being talked about because everybody's so focused on this fabricated storyline about Chris maybe looking at a girl while he was at the bar, which he didn't. And we saw video evidence of that. Yep. You could have stepped in and defended her at any given time, and you didn't. And you allow that to happen, and we all know why. So Candace calling you a fraud on a podcast, it's shady, but it's true. That's what I'm saying. So, like, could you be upset? Yeah, totally. But can you see the middle ground at all? And look, I get it. I don't think, I don't think I don't Robin know. sees any middle ground. No, she all. doesn't. She just sees, like, her side. Yes. Hold on one. But what we do get from this scene is... Uh, Candace that's ready to reconcile. I don't think we have a Robin that's ready to reconcile. No, it doesn't seem like we do. Because it, when she says that, or she's wearing Robin's slippers, and they seem to be vibing a little bit, but I feel like I don't Candace know if they're vibing. I think, yeah, Robin did not like that she had her slippers no, on. Robin didn't like, and like she's like, we should talk. Which I actually get. I understand that. Like, I we're agree. beefing right now. Don't put my slippers yeah, on. Don't put your feet in my... Yeah. That's, no. But I did think that there was at least enough there for Robin to be like, all right, we can sit down. The way that the next day goes, I don't know if we're going to get that until the tears come later. So maybe, but but everybody wakes up the next day. We got a quick uh, NECA FaceTime with Ike, and I just needed to call this one because I forgot about the crackhead comment. Yeah. You can't even get upset at that. Like, that's such an on. Like, come on. Yeah, no. It, it means absolutely nothing. It's just, she just wanted to throw a little hook out there just to see what would happen. Because guess what? Nobody thinks you do crack. <laughs> yes. Literally no. nobody. It doesn't make any sense. You're a lawyer. Like, you're very put together. It doesn't even warrant the conversation a little bit afterwards about how that's damning to somebody if you can't if you say that out loud. It's like, not. That's, no, it's not. It's, it's ridiculous. It, it makes no sense. <laughs> but anyway... We get the whole crew together, and we're doing a little, uh, little feminine activity, a little uh, get in touch with your body, a little vagina painting. Well, we were going to. <laughs> we were going to. Uh, and when she had the little mirrors, I was like, "Oh, that's that's exactly what they're doing." They're, and then I started because <laughs> I'm an idiot, and not even in a gross way. I'm just like, "What's the? How do you do that? Like, do you put it on the floor, like while you're painting, and you Probably. stand over it? I think so. Like, if we were gonna do it, no, I think you would like. It's probably like kind of sit." Sit on your ass and like spread your legs. Put prop up the mirror. Oh, you're and then sitting. you're and then you're painting. I You've got like an like easel. That. Like no, no, my hips would be dead after a little while. But if yeah, we I think were that's what that it. was. If we were gonna do if it, we're gonna paint our balls. <laughs> painting our balls. How are we gonna sit? Let's just take a picture of them. That's not a, a selfie. The, that doesn't seem as intimate as the mirror because the mirror is real time. Yeah, the, you're, you're right about that. You're, you're actively right looking. Yeah. I mean, I don't. <laughs> I don't want to see that. I don't need to see that angle. Don't worry about me. I'm just thinking about it now. Yeah, I can't. Um, me doing it or you doing it? <laughs> both. <laughs> Ew. Rod and JT would do it. Rod and JT have done it. But uh, anyway, but as they're getting set up for this activity, Karen flat out says, finally, which I appreciated, Robin, are you okay? Like, what's going on with you? Let's just get to the bottom of this once and for all in front of everybody because Karen makes a really good point in saying... You confide in certain ladies in this group, yep. and then you completely shut off the rest. And I think there's a middle ground, because obviously everyone has their besties. You're going to confide more in one person than sure. the other. Sure, that's, that's reasonable. But when you completely block off the other side of the group, all that's going to do is lead to speculation. They're going to start rumors. They're going to try to figure out what's going on with you, and then you're going to take that as shit-talking and talking behind your back. Yes. 
but we have so much out there. We need answers to it. So if you're not giving anything, you're not giving an inch, then they're going to continue to do that. You're going to continue to take it the wrong way and around and around we go. But the problem is, and I understand where Karen's coming from because Karen is on the other side of that. She doesn't know what's going on at all. No. She wasn't invited to Giselle's house to talk with, who was even there? Ashley and Sharice yeah, uh, were sitting there. She wasn't invited to that, but she heard that it happened. So in her mind, yes, Robin is opening up to people. The problem is Robin's not opening up to anyone. No. Giselle doesn't even know what the hell's going on. Uh, I don't think so. Based on that conversation that she had at her house, I don't think that Giselle really knows what's going on in Robin's head. I think Robin is completely blocking out everyone. And this is, I mean, look, it's, it's a constructive way to get this done. It's a constructive way to get Robin to at least address something. I think that it does lead to the breakdown in the car later. Maybe, yeah. I think that there's there we're taking baby steps here just trying to get Robin to talk, which is, again, why I felt like this was a little bit of a better episode because she at least did speak. I just, I completely side with Karen. I think it makes a lot of sense because that is what Robin and Giselle have always done. They've always confided in each other. Sometimes they bring in Ashley, and a lot of the other girls just get completely shut out. And it's unfair because they just want to know what the fuck's going on, especially when, obviously, we find out at lunch that there's a bunch of legal matters going on right now. And nobody's talking about anything, but we need some answers because we can't be in a room with you. We can't be on a trip with you and just watch you sitting in the corner and not talking about what the fuck's going on because now you're getting mad at us for just wondering what's going on. Exactly. And I think that we're never going to get an answer from her. I don't think it's going to get to a point where she finally says, this is what's happening. This is how I feel. And this is why I'm staying with him. Like, I don't think it's going to Not happen. this season. I don't think. I don't want to wait around for another I season. I know, but like, we might get just be done with it and then move on to a different storyline. And then more news will come out next year of Juan cheating again. Oh, yeah, maybe. And then we'll finally get it. I guess like what drives me nuts with this scene is like, she stands up and starts yelling and deflecting. And that's all she's doing. She's not letting anybody answer. Like, ask me anything. Ask me anything. They can't. Because you're not being quiet, yeah. so they can't ask you anything, which is, you're doing that on purpose. You're claiming to be an open book, but you're not actually allowing them to talk to you. But when she goes through the list of shit that Juan does, I'm like, come on. Like, you can't watch, and I get it in the moment, maybe she doesn't know how crazy it sounds, but watching it back, you gotta be like, oh, I look like a moron. Yeah. Because you're like, I didn't read the DMs. Okay, didn't you want to? No. But he deletes them anyway. He cleans his phone out all the time. He deletes everything. If it's stopped, flag. If it stopped it, I didn't read the DMs. Then you can kind of shade towards what I think Candace was talking about, where she said there's a level of trust. That's what it's called. If you don't think that there's anything going on, you don't need to be going through your man's DMs like that. Correct. We know there's stuff going on. Correct. There are pictures. There is a lot of things. Other people are talking about it. You're not even a little curious to look at those DMs? No, but even if I wanted to, they're deleted. Okay, that's even worse. Big Why does he do that? And though her explanation makes no sense. He deletes things all the time. So he, he's just terrible with his phone. People call him and he doesn't even know who they are. Like, what, what does that mean? He can't hear. He's bad with his phone. He deletes everything. Do you not see a pattern here? Yeah. Like, give me a fucking I also break, man. refuse to believe that he doesn't know who's calling. He just leaves those phone numbers in there, and he knows the phone number that's calling, and it's probably one of his He's side girls. And he says, who's this? I don't know who this is. I'm just not going to answer this. He's a creep. Yeah. But anyway, that we get a great scene, an iconic scene, if you will, of Karen Huger in a bonnet. And yep. she says, this is like a polygamy sex camp where no matter what Juan does, she will defend him to the ends of the earth. The only thing she's missing is a bonnet. Good thing Karen brought a bonnet, and that whole scene was dynamite. Perfect. Bravo. Yeah, it was great. Great but job, Karen. Great job, Karen. 
But moving on, all the girls are going on their day trip, and we get half of the crew is boot shop distillery, and yeah, half is at the boot shop. They went to Tacovas, which are actually very nice boots, so that was actually a. a good I would have go, I would have rather gone boot shopping. Yeah, boot shopping. Well, yeah, me. Yeah. Depends on when you asked me. Six years ago, I would have gone to the distillery. Uh, yeah, I don't. I, well, actually, yeah, that's fair. If you ask me next week, I might say distillery. Yeah, see, so it's it's all circumstantial. But one thing I didn't mention from that scene. And I think it sums up the entire Wendy neck of feud. Everything just got really convoluted. Mm-hmm. All the evidence has gotten mishmashed. The timelines have gotten weird. Who did what's gotten weird. The phone calls, X, Y, Z, you name it. Like nothing fits in this puzzle. And I think that that's the issue now. Had this been a simple conversation from the jump, had Ashley not been the one to lead off their interaction, that's what set this whole thing afire was Ashley. She's the problem. If you don't intro this thing the way that you did, saying that Wendy and her family is Osu or that NECA claimed that they were Osu, none of this happens. I'm so happy you said that because I feel like nobody remembers that. No. Everybody's so confused about the facts and what happened and why people are even mad at each other to begin with. Because of Ashley. They forgot about Ashley. It's always because it of It happens Ashley. all the time. Ashley puts these, plants these seeds, usually not very carefully. Very clumsy. And then very clumsy. And we don't even go back to the original issue, which is Ashley. Mm-hmm. Correct. But we get to lunch, and again, lunch went pretty well. Everything was Everybody fine. was happy for the yeah. most part. They were fine. We got, uh, thank God, that the Twitter subscription conversation started because that completely derailed what I thought was going to be a fight between Wendy and NECA because yep. NECA's talking about her Nigerian wedding, and I guess Ike is titled over there, and then she makes a... A certain comment that I didn't know if it was a dig or not. I couldn't tell where she says some people pay for their title. And I was like, are you implying that somebody in Wendy's family has? Because now I'm looking at everything. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't know if that was a dig world we live in now. But I know that Wendy's listening to every word that she says. And she's trying to figure out if she's taking a dig or not. Or if everything she's saying is accurate. Because you can see her face. She's like, the the wheels are turning upstairs. Yep. But someone says it's kind of like Twitter blue. And that starts a whole different conversation, which saves the lunch. It really did, because Karen's like, well, I'm still verified. And they're like, well, no, you're not. You paid for it. And lo and behold, she did. She pays $11 a month. I think she did that. I think she knows she did that, too. I do, too. It's Karen Huger. Yeah, she definitely did. You're not taking my blue check mark from me. No, and it's fine. Look, it's fine if you want to pay for it. We have made a very firm decision to never pay for a blue check mark. No way. We may be unverified forever. Unverified bad boys. If they give us one, we will take it. We will never put one on our page. Uh, if it goes back to Twitter, I'll take it. I'm not I'm not verified X? on X. No, I don't care about X. But I did appreciate that we got a little bit of a Robin. I did appreciate that we got a little bit of a Michael Darby lawsuit conversation. I didn't see this coming. Mia brings it up to the whole table trying to get more information about it. Candace takes that and inadvertently takes a dig at Robin. And then that starts this whole thing over. And she says, let's not be dense. All right, let's not be dense because Robin says, this is my problem with her. This is my biggest problem with Robin is if all this shit was going on and she just didn't talk or didn't say stupid shit, I'd be fine. I'd be totally fine. Yeah. But what she does is in this situation, she says, can we get a list of things we're not supposed to talk about if we're not supposed to talk about your lawsuit? Are you kidding me? We're not allowed to talk about That's anything. So, it's the dumbest thing ever. Like, I was surprised that Robin was the one who said that. I was baffled. Because I, I looked back up and thinking, maybe somebody else said it. Maybe Karen said it Anybody or Giselle. Else. Like, that would have been funny. Then we're okay. 
Robin saying it is the worst possible situation. It was comical. I was like, you could not be more of a glass house right now. You won't let anybody talk about your shit. You yeah. refuse to talk about it. And you're going to say that you're going to get upset that she's not talking about the lawsuit? You need a list of topics that are off limits? I also thought that when Candace said dense, that it was just a throwaway thing. No. Kind of talking. I, I didn't realize that she was actually going to have a reason for calling Robin mm -hmm. dense specifically. I thought that it was just for everybody out there. Like, hey, let's not be dense and talk about this right no, now. I took it as because a dig immediately. there are digs all over the place. And it, mm -hmm. usually they there's no rhyme or reason to Candace's digs. When it's something that she needs to talk about that's personal to her life, that's what she does. She just throws out insults. Okay, fine. I didn't realize that she was calling Robin Dents specifically for what she said on the reunion last year. Which, do you want to just start talking about that right now? Because yeah, I, I have feelings. I'm not really sure. I don't think that Robin talking about it on the reunion really had any implications. In no, I don't case. think so. I, I don't think so no, at all. There's not enough there. She didn't say enough. All no. she did was what Juan was doing, and that's proclaiming his innocence. Right. She was saying that he okay, did everything cool. by the book. Again, if you can look at the situation. I don't think he did everything by the book. I, I completely believe that Juan is probably guilty for whatever he did. Yeah, he's a garbage Because person. he's a terrible person, and he's supposed to be a leader, and he's supposed to help these people. And instead, he didn't, a la Joe Paterno. But this is what makes us credible, and I'm happy that you agree. Mm -hmm. I, I don't think the. Robin talking about it on the reunion had anything to do with that? No, it's no just, shot. She didn't say anything specifically. She was just sticking up for her husband. I think which, that you know, saw that as an opportunity to just like reignite that fire. To which be, just like a reminder like, worked. hey, I'm still mad about this. Even though Candace was ready to smooth it over, she got a reminder of why she was not cool with her and was like, oh, wait a minute. I'm not cool yet. Says that to Robin. And that, I do believe, also played into... I don't want to call it a breakdown, but she finally like lets out some emotion in the car. She starts crying because she doesn't know what they want from her. I think it's hysterical. Breakdown. Okay, fine. It was a full on breakdown. But how do you not know what they want? Just fucking explain it. Do you like? I, this is where I start to think. Yeah. She's so twisted around because she of has Ron, to be. Yeah. That she doesn't even know what she's saying. I think so. I think that's exactly what it is. I think that she is so twisted up. She hasn't been addressing her emotions. She hasn't been confiding in anybody, which is what we were talking about with Karen earlier, bringing it to the group. She's just so stuck in herself right now with her inner monologue, probably yeah. not able to talk about any of the things that are going on around her because one, she doesn't want to betray Juan. Weird. I don't care. Two, she probably doesn't want a lot more heat on her, which sucks because she is getting heat because she's not talking about it. And three, I feel like this is now just her emotions being let go. Yeah. Finally, somebody pushed her over the edge. And I hope that we get something out of this. I think that what we're going to end up getting is people kind of coming to her aid and feeling bad for her. Mm. Because at the end of the day, like, if we just look at what's going on, yes, the Candace and Chris issue aside, what's going on with Robin sucks. Juan has her so fucked up, yeah. and we're mad that she's not talking about it because we're tired of hearing about it. But if this was anybody else out there, and I'm sure there's a lot of people that go through this, that fucking blows. You need to be able away. to talk about it. You need to be able to vent and let it all out. I just hope that's what we get from this. I think that why Robin is in a different space with it, why people address it differently, is because this is not new behavior for right. her as far as addressing issues. Right. right. She's not one to talk, her and Giselle alike are not ones to talk about their personal lives on these shows, which doesn't make a lot of sense. So even if it wasn't something as damning as this, something as pressing, mm -hmm. she still avoids the topics no matter right. what. So right. I think that that's where the frustration lies, where I think we can all agree 
regardless of how we feel about Robin, the situation's terrible. I feel for her. Like, it's a bummer. It's really sad that she has to go through this. And if she is actually that twisted around because of Juan, it really sucks. It does. At the same time, if people are constantly addressing it, constantly trying to get you to talk about it, you're on a TV show in which you're supposed to talk about these things, and you have a pattern of not doing that for every issue that you've encountered in your life, Yeah, that's where the problem is. Agreed. But that takes us to the question portion of the show. Let's jump right in. Up first from... Nini B91 is Tom Schwartz talking about Sheena Marie or her doppelganger from Las Vegas. I think that's uh, the make out. Yeah. So much I, about. I don't know. Probably the doppelganger. No, it's Sheena. You think so? Yeah. Okay. I think it's Sheena. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know what that's going to add to the story. It's an interesting tidbit. It is an interesting tidbit. I don't think it changes a whole lot, but. We've got like a month until that. I'm probably wrong about that. I know it's no, January. No, January 30th. Oh, okay, so uh, longer than a month, even better. So January 30th, yeah, I, I, we're, this is going to be great building up to that. I know. I'm, I'm excited I'm fired for up. that. Yeah, I, mean, I think everybody is. From Airpick33, can we talk about JT not making Taylor accountable for her own actions as he's making Austin? A lot of merit there. We can talk about that. We if sure you'd can. like to talk about that, he's in love with Taylor, and he doesn't care what she did. That's it. Boom. From Lisa Wine Passport, Lisa's Wine Passport, do you think Shep is jealous of Craig? Craig has a relationship and successful business and his shit together. Yeah, 1,000%. Yeah. yeah, I think that that is the underlying anger that we see out of Shep when he storms off or when Craig walks away, which again, kudos to Craig for just being like, I'm fucking out of here and doesn't even yell back. He's nope. like, I don't cheat on my girlfriend, buddy. Like, see ya. You look like an idiot. I'm going to walk away. Meanwhile, Shep is going on a rant because, yeah, Shep, what has he done ever in his whole life? Nothing. He makes bad decisions. He has a ton of money, and he lives this aristocratic lifestyle. He wants to look like he's interesting and deep, but he doesn't actually do anything. Yep. That's a good point. Thanks. Now, we haven't gotten one of these in a while. From Sin Lu, Boink, Mary kill, Shep, Whitney, Austin. Oh, um... Hmm. It's tough. Boink, Boink, Austin, Mary, Whitney, kill Shep. I'm going to kill Whitney. Okay. I'm going to anger bang Shep. Okay. And I'll marry Austin. No, oh, wait. Oh, oh, oh. Now who's go. under Austin's power? No, because I forgot about one very big thing. I'm going to marry Whitney because I need some of that sweet, sweet South Carolina money. Yep. I am going to kill... Shep, and boink, Austin. So you just came back to my answer. I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> From not Courtney stage, I need to know how hard Steel threw his notebook when Robin said Juan clears his phone. Uh, it's broken. I broke my notebook. Did you throw your notebook at that point? No, I didn't. I just, it's gotten to a point now where it's like utter disbelief. Yeah. That I, I give more of like a sigh with a like a book drop. I'm like, oh. Well, I also knew that was coming. They shouldn't have put that in the trailer for next week. No, they shouldn't have. But uh, yeah, no. Didn't throw it, but had an exasperated, oh, God. Yeah. Um, Drag. Let's do two more. If you could host, this is from Mike. Oh, I want to say it's Mike B. Ross. But it reads as Mike Bros. Mike Bros. (laughs) Mikey Bros. What's up, bro? If you could host the Ross Lick reunion, what would one question be that you would ask the cast? 
Oh, I mean, that's a really good question. Where did all of you get your money? Break it down. For and they me. have to actually give us answers yeah. to this question. Tell me exactly where you've gotten your money. Which of you did something shady, borderline illegal for Jen Shah? Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah. yeah. But you have to answer. You have to answer. That's yeah. the whole point. Yeah. You have to answer. I like that. Yeah. Last one. Oh, interesting perspective from Journey7526. Why is it okay for Karen to bully Robin and it's called comedy? I don't think Karen was bullying Robin. I don't. Is that the bonnet scene? That Could be the bonnet about? scene. There, I, I, you could point to a couple of scenes as quote unquote bullying, but I think that the whole group looks at Karen way differently than they look at each other. I agree with that. So I think that Karen has done this behavior over and over, and now it's just okay. I agree. And I also think that at the end of the day, and you could be, disagree with me here, but I do believe that Karen genuinely cares about the women in this group and their well-being. I think it comes off a little clumsy sometimes. But I think in her heart of hearts, she genuinely cares about this crew and whoever she's associated with. I think that's I, whoever she's associated yeah. with. I think that's what she wants. So I don't think that she's bullying more so as like maybe razzing maybe trying to garner a response i think that's more so what she's doing yeah but interesting perspective i haven't heard that one thanks journey um and uh other than that you got anything else pal uh make sure you get those tickets for the show january 25th green room 42 Times Square, baby. Times Square, baby. The bros are headed to the big lights. Times Square, baby. <laughs> Times Square, baby. <laughs> Times Square, baby. What's wrong with that? Times Square, baby. Times Square, baby. I, sorry, I didn't like enunciate a comma in there. You're having oh, an issue. Like a continuous. Go to our profile, click on the link, and buy your tickets. There's only a few left. I don't, there is, but there isn't. Be our Times Square, baby. Be our Times Square, baby. <laughs> Just go get your tickets. Come see us live. It's going to be a great time. We're going to put on a great podcast for you guys. And we'll get to answer your questions in person. And it'll be live on the show. And it's going to be electric. Cannot wait. Make sure you go buy them ticks. Follow us on social media at Brav underscore bros. Subscribe to our YouTube at Brav Bros Podcast. Other than that, Brav Bros are out of here. Go Sixers. <laughs>